Hello and welcome to Box Office Bingers. I'm your host, Matt Diaz, along with my co-host, Ernesto Santos. How are you doing today? How are you, Matt? Welcome to 2020. Yes. We made it. We did make it. How was your New Year's, man? New Year's was good. I drove down, saw the family, and I was I was really tired. And I went to go take a nap, and I wanted to ring in the new year with my family. And so I said, all right, I'm going to take a nap. I set my alarm for 11.50. I'll see the ball drop. And then I'll go back to bed because I'm still tired, right? 11.50 comes around, turns off the alarm. I'm excited. I'm like, all right, to ring in 2020, about to go into the living room, darkness. All the lights are off. <laughs> Everyone's in their room. They're sleeping. I'm like, well, I'm glad I came and I showed up. The, we, we promised we were all going to be here at midnight. Yeah. And nobody showed up but me. Yeah. <laughs> ring in the new year. All right. Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Saw my phone turn midnight. And I heard the neighbors throwing off fireworks, screaming. So I'm like, they were having a party. But, you know, it, I think this is actually the first time I didn't like do like something big. And it's okay. You're growing. You're now, I feel like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, me and my wife, we were in bed by like eight o'clock because I had to work the next day. Yeah. Well, I guess that's pretty simple. <laughs> we cracked the die open at like 1230 said uh, happy new year <laughs> yes sir and i know i got up like an hour later to go to work you're like hey it's the new year yeah. you're like all right <laughs> i still gotta go do the news <laughs> um but yes 2020 is here and that means another year of movies yes so uh, looking ahead on this episode the golden globes awards was last night and if you were keeping up on our instagram page our story was filled with live coverage of the winners as they were being announced but if you didn't know and uh but if you did if you weren't looking then we'll tell you right here uh and what we thought about our, our winners or of the winners and and see if our predictions matched and you know and and there were some there were actually a few shocking moments that i saw from okay the Golden I, Globes. I unfortunately didn't watch because i don't have cable <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, you can see the winners on our Instagram page. Yes. And I read up on the winners this morning when I woke up. There you go. Yeah. Right here. Right here. Box Office Bingers. But as we start every episode, Matt, what you watching? So uh, since uh, Star Wars had consumed my Christmas season, mm-hmm. I felt obliged to like, you know what? Christmas may be over. 2020 might be here, but Christmas in my heart has not gone away. So I decided to watch some Christmas movies. Still feeling the spirit. Still feeling this Christmas Going spirit. into the new year. That is correct. Uh, and also, so Netflix came out with two new Christmas films this year. One called Let It Snow, another one called Klaus. Uh, Let It Snow was more of like a, it felt like a teenage uh, rom-com. There was some comedy uh, and not a lot of famous actors that I've seen before just a couple of kids and they're stuck in like a, in a small town and it kind of just basically showcases they were following a few kids on all the stories kind of came together at the end of it all and um and then and yeah it was like a simple story but it was nice you know it wasn't not there wasn't too much to it wasn't just just enough to pique my interest for the the whole hour and a half it wasn't long but um like it's it's a good like if you want to watch it with your kids that's something to watch. It's a good Christmas. Movie. It, it was it was all right. Like I wouldn't put it as far as the classics, but like <laughs> I feel like as I was watching, like I could be too old to be watching this one, but it's it's all right. I'm I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> it was it to the point where like like I kind of don't want to watch it anymore, but I've already invested so much time into the story. No, because there were some redeeming qualities to the movie, 
but I just felt like that this this movie is not for my. I, I was not the audience for this movie, but I there were some some qualities. I'm like, okay, I get it. And there's like some moments that were real. And the kids like, yeah, this is definitely a teenage problem. I don't understand this at all. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I don't now. understand. This I don't anymore. understand. No. I, I, don't understand, I don't understand. This is a problem. This yeah. is this is. I don't understand this. At all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a one that I did enjoy was Klaus. Klaus was an animated uh, Netflix christmas basically like it was how christmas was formed and it follows a um a, this fictional town uh like this rich guy whose whose father owns the postal service pretty much and he's like this rich kid and he got everything handed to him and his father basically wanted to punish him and so it's like look I know you try to fail out of basically mailman school or mailman university or whatever <laughs> he has his program over. Yeah. So he like, he put him into a place where like mail is so slow and he gave him like a, this impossible task. It's like, you got to deliver like 6,000, um, mail. Like you have to deliver like, uh, envelopes or I don't, I don't even know how you say it, but either way packages, you have to like deliver them and yeah. st- uh, the stamp and everything. And so he went to the, this town and these people, all these people hate each other and they don't really use mail. They don't use the mail service. So it was like an impossible task to do. And basically slowly the movie becomes a tale of how Santa Claus was came about and how this this toy maker who lives in the woods eventually paired up with a postman. And, and then that also correlated with children sending letters to the postman to then he delivered it to santa and then they both go out and deliver presents to kids and then there was like a theme coming about of like oh so that's how it's it was almost like uh you're getting like a like how did this all get started how did we get to reindeer how did we get to ho 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 how do we get to big big tall fat man with a beard yeah. Uh, how did we get to stocking in your coal or your, your coal in your stocking? <laughs> <laughs> how do we get the chimneys? How, like the whole yeah. nine yards. Like yeah. how did all of this happen? And it was a very interesting take on that idea of Santa Claus. Okay. And I really enjoyed it for what that was. And I did read a lot of articles saying that that movie actually got snubbed for being nominated for awards. And I can I can see the reasoning. The animation was fresh. Yeah, it was also like it was like it was very polished, um, but also a, a style that I haven't seen used a lot or that often. That really shined in the in that movie. Oh, okay. Um, and and then the characters were just very likable, and the movie was well crafted. And like, yeah, I, I can definitely see like this is a version of how Santa Claus could be made and how he became more or less a, a legend, a fantasy, uh, all this stuff. And so like. I know, like, you know, Disney has their version with Tim Allen, and yeah. I feel like Netflix, this is their version of how Santa Claus came to be. Oh, okay. So it was it was actually shocking of how much I enjoyed the movie. Oh, like, you're like, wow, I didn't think that I was going to like that. <laughs> yeah, and the trailer, like, the trailer didn't do it justice either. Like, I kind of wrote it off, and then I looked at, like, oh, let's see what Rotten Tomatoes has to say. And it sits at a 93. I'm like, whoa. All right, there's something to it that I'm not seeing here. Yeah. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And I wasn't disappointed, so... Looking forward to that. Or I, I enjoyed what I saw yeah, from that. Yeah, you already watched it. Yeah, I, re- I already watched <laughs> it. <laughs> what, uh, what have you been looking into? Uh, I went and saw Uncut Gems. Oh. Oof. I mean, let's just start. You know, I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. Really? At first, because Adam Sandler, as you know, plays the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written and directed by Benny and Josh Safdie. Um, 
nothing I've seen. I haven't seen anything else that they've done. Okay. Um, and also Adina Menzel, who is Elsa. Right. She was in Frozen. She, she was in play, the movie? Yeah, she plays his wife in the movie. Oh, okay. But he plays like this like Jewish like jewelry store owner. And when the movie first started, like I couldn't I was like, is this the water boy? Like you know, like you just you think of like <laughs> yeah. all his past character, like he's he's kind of like a character. Right, but, no, he is. Like Adam Sandler is those like water boy, little Nicky. Uh, I feel like Click is also like Adam Sandler plays Adam Sandler in every movie. Yeah, so it was just it was it took me a little bit to get used to him. Okay. It took me a little bit to get into it into the into his character into his character in the movie. But okay. once you're in, like it's very very compelling. You see, there's a Kevin Garnett, the basketball player. Yeah, um, he has a he's a, he plays a huge role in the movie. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. It's, he's in a, a good part of the movie. It, he. You know, Adam Sandler gets this gem from Ethiopia. I'm not going to give too much. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give too much. No spoilers away. Just kind of basic. Um, yeah, he gets this gem from Ethiopia, and Kevin Garnett comes to his store, and he takes it from him. He doesn't, he let, he loans it to him because he eventually wants to get it. And it's like an event, it becomes an adventure, like suspense thriller oh. between The Rock and like different characters involved with Adam Sandler. Ultimately, it's a story about greed hmm. it's and it had it's it's so like i want to say i don't like it but at the same time like the next day i was thinking about the movie and like how things like just how everything played out and i was like man it's not about the ending i wanted it's about it's about the story they were trying to tell right and they right. told a very clear story okay so it i actually it was a very good so in in after letting it sit in, after letting it sit for a little bit I, I actually really enjoyed it okay so like that's that's interesting like a, how can a day make a difference or even just you thinking about it it's yeah. like oh like i really i sat down like you know what didn't didn't sit well with me and then when you actually just let it let it let it sit let it marinate for a little yeah. bit yeah then it's like wait a minute hold on i think i might have missed a few steps yeah because like why am i still thinking about this movie the next day right exactly like, you know what i mean yeah like, that's a good point if you didn't like it you wouldn't have thought about it exactly yeah. like if i thought it was a bullshit movie i would have just been like whatever yeah, next yeah, movie next movie you're right yeah, but you know i was like the next day i was still thinking about it. I, was, I was thinking about like the characters and the story arc and the different and the different things that they told in the story and i was like all right hmm. like i'd want to i like i want to go back and rewatch it to see if to go see if I missed anything. Missed anything, right? Yeah. Now, now a lot of people were saying that you know Adam Sandler got snubbed on 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 an, on an award. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like you know maybe the people who are making decisions kind of knew that the the people who were nominated were well deserved more than Adam Sandler? Um, that's a hard question. Okay. Because yeah, he was great. He was great in that film, but at the same time, like it was hard for me in the beginning. To, to like re- pull to remove the character that I usually see him as, right? Yeah, but I mean, I still I was able to get into it, but it like it took me a minute to get over it. Okay, but that's just my own personal. That's just my own personal right, bias. Right, right, you know right, what right. I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. That's hard. That's I don't know. That's hard. I don't think it was Oscar. I don't think it was award award worthy. Okay, but who am I? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm who a, are you? I'm just I'm just an idiot behind. I'm just the idiot behind the microphone. Like, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it sounds like it, it sounds like that's something to definitely worth check out. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like I like I I want I kind of want to go watch it again. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. I'll have to go look at it. Anything for else sure. for you? You you watching? Yes, I have. Want to go back and forth? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back and forth. Okay. We'll try something new. Oh, okay. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Doing things on the fly here. Yeah. Here Box office bingers. Yeah. Um, I saw. Um, so as I was visiting my family, mm-hmm. um, it was a New Year's Day. It was very much a lazy day. That's so funny you say that because, like. Two or three of my movies were all on one day. One day, really? When it was the same kind of deal, like after New Year's, family in town yeah. kind of day. Yeah, and I wasn't even watching my family. I was just too lazy to get off the couch. That, that's <laughs> that's literally what that was. Like, I knew I had to leave to go home eventually. But, like, yeah. I was like, I told my mom, I'll leave, like, around 2. And then she's like, it's like 3 o'clock came around. Then 4 o'clock, she's, gonna, she's like, you're going to leave? Like, I will eventually. But it's just pure laziness at the, this point. But yeah. what uh, I ended up turning on was um, I was, like, flipping through their guide because they have cable. And then I saw Hangover 3. I'm like, well, I don't see anything else I would watch. I'm just going to play this for now. I it actually caught it at the beginning yeah as it as it started and i watched it through the end and i it still holds up after yeah after a while it, it's not the it's not the best one from the series for me agreed no i agree with that but i don't but like as a as a franchise it's it's not a bad franchise and like i sat there and i watched the um their overlays because you can't curse on cable <laughs> so I got I got like their their altered curse words. And yeah. it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I'm, unfortunately, I can't name one right now. But it's just funny to hear like that's not what they're supposed to be saying. Like or, I know that the word you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Or like or like all of a sudden you get like a knockoff uh, John Goodman impersonation. <laughs> that like he's like he's like he's speaking. All of a sudden like, you hear this to hiss, and then back to this. I'm yeah. like wait wait a what, minute. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you try to get John Goodman, that's not John yeah. Goodman. We know that. It's failed attempt. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, someone got paid to do it, and now it's on cable network. So yeah. <laughs> what, what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it wasn't a bad rewatch. Uh, it, it definitely wasn't the best one in the franchise. Obviously, you can't beat the first Hangover. But I just like it's one of those like kind of it's something that you don't see, and I haven't done in years, is to actually just f- flip through a guide. And and click on a movie. Oh yeah. And just watch it because now now today, you're just like I know what I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go there because I'm paying for a service and I click it because that's what I want to watch. Or like you go to watch and it's like it's like going to a it's like going to a restaurant that has like eighteen thousand pages. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's like too many options. It's right. Like, yeah. That's like I don't I don't fucking know. Like there's so many there's so like I want to try everything. <laughs> everything looks good. Like yeah. where do, where do I begin? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like how do I navigate these waters? But back in those days, it's like it's just like all right, what's on the TV guide? What's right. next? Yeah. Yes, that's what we're watching. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's it's just I guess there's that moment where like I'm tired of flipping through the channel. Yeah. I don't want to look anymore. I'm kind of interested. In that i'm just gonna put that on and it's kind of like maybe the phrase like i'm just gonna put it on the background but you, you end up just sitting down and just watching the whole yeah. thing i mean i had to sit through commercials and stuff which was annoying uh but again something else i don't deal with yeah <laughs> on the daily like, what is it what is what, this what is this like <laughs> at this point like you know i can two extra buttons and i could watch it because i own it digitally yeah i can easily go to voodoo and go and hit hangover three and watch it in it's in its intended version cursing and all and but I decided to again to stay lazy and not do that because it was already on the TV because it was there it was there already yeah um, but yeah it's it was a weird experience that I haven't felt in years but it's it's something that you kind of get lost in this new streaming age we don't get that anymore so it's so, a problem I'm glad I don't have to deal with anymore. <laughs> 
like that's that's nice you you, you dealt with that you kind of relive the past but i like where the future is right i mean now. i i mean i watch ads on hulu oh okay so that's but at least i'm picking what i'm watching yeah so, it's but. also true but also it's 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 a point it's not appointment viewing anymore yeah it's it sounds like on-demand viewing it's like whenever i want to watch it like it's like you already know what you're going to watch before you turn on the tv also i'm weird sometimes i like to watch commercials sometimes i appreciate like the artistry that went into some of these commercials. Sometimes some are really bad. Some are cheesy. Yeah. But every now and then you see like one that's like really stylized. Like, wow, that was really nice. Like, like I really like, I don't know. Like, I really like the cinematography that they use there. I don't know. But I'm a weirdo and I look at stuff like that. Yeah, definitely a weirdo on that yeah, one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at it. I look at it in, from a different lens. Well, that's fair. I mean, commercials itself, it's an, it's an art form. You have to tell everything you need to say. Yeah. In, in probably a, a 30 seconds to a minute, depending yeah. on what it is. Um, but yeah, I, but obviously no one likes commercials because it's, uh, it's, that's what we, that's what we pay for streaming services. Yeah. So, so we don't, we don't have, to, have to see this so shit. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're not wrong. And especially, I mean, people spend millions of dollars to see their, to have ads on the Super Bowl. So, you know, of course that's a definitely an art form in and of itself. The like, yeah. commercials are still needed and it's still going to be around for a very long time. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. people Most will definitely. definitely pay to not see it. Yeah. It's like, that's it's, a, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird thing. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then now it's like, how are ads getting through? Well, they're getting through their social media. They're, they're, they're always going to be there. Yeah. They're always going to be in your life. Just oh, not, how are you going to consume it? Yeah. yeah. That, there, there you go. There's, there's your, there's your talk. There's your box office bingers talk right there <laughs> so yeah is it back to me now yeah sure uh dolomite is my name all right i loved that movie i really really loved it. i cried at the end you cried at the end yeah it made me tear up man it was very it was very much an emotional film i mean i, I saw it last yeah. week uh, we talked about it a little bit last yeah episode. we talked yeah when when ollie was on we we spoke about we didn't really give too much spoilers but we definitely spoke about in our opinion compared to the to the golden globes um when we're given our predictions but yeah no i agree with you that was that movie was such a surprise yeah i was not expecting that, that i was like like I, even like i said last week i saw the trailer and i just like i wrote it off yeah and then i saw it getting award attention i gave it a shot and boy was i did not get disappointed with that no it's like a feel-good movie from the beginning to the end and you're always rooting for eddie murphy yeah and it's a true story it's yeah it's based it's on a true, true story, story. Based on uh, Rudy Ray Moore, the the Dolomite, Dolomite, the guy who the movie is based off. Right. Um, it's also it was directed by Craig Brewer, who directed Footloose. He wrote and directed Black Snake Moan and Hustle and Flow. Okay, so you ever seen those? No, I I have no, I have not. <laughs> okay. Also written by Scott Alexander and Larry. I'm gonna try not to butcher his last name. Kara Zawiski. Okay. Uh, he wrote Man on the Moon. The Jim Carrey film. Oh, okay. Andy yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen that? I've seen that one. Yeah, that is, that's a good that's, one. That's one of my favorite movies. Okay, yeah, no, definitely a good movie. Also, have you ever watched a documentary that's paired with it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's a good documentary. Yeah, it's, watch both of those. It's a great movie. Okay, and a great documentary to go with it. Noted. But that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he and this guy also wrote People versus Larry Flint, Woody Harrelson. Oh, you ever seen yeah, that yeah, I've film? seen that one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot of those mix of those directors and writers, like right. I, I could tell. Yeah, it, it was a great film. It was, it, was, a, it was a great film, and it's also the cast. They also had a great cast. I mean, Keegan Michael Key, Craig Robertson, Mike Epps, who was kind of like, oh, yeah, he I was, was, I was he like, was, oh, Mike Epps is in this movie. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he was he was okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know who the female was, but she was a standout. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I don't. I didn't. She get her played name the the big, uh, I guess, just the big the big woman who was who was a star, or no, no, she was. 
She had she, like a performing. He saw something. He saw something in her. Right. When they were in the bar. Right. You know, uh, we're not going to give too many spoilers away. You know, and then he kind of saw in her what he sees in himself. Right. So right. like, and then got her started kind of like doing the same thing she was doing, you know, and then they, they went along together in their journey. And then especially for, for us, there was a huge relate, relatability to it. You know, that he got a couple of college kids to make his first feature. Yes. Yeah. And um, and they were just you saw that process of them trying to make this movie. And it was just fun to watch. Like, and this is based on what, the seventies, eighties? Yeah. Right? Time. And it was just like how, how basically you're just like getting a group of friends together to make a movie. And then at the end of it, maybe you weren't thrilled about it, but at the end you're all excited to be part of this yeah and they, they were part of something right yeah. exactly part of making something and you and you and you did it you made the movie yeah and i do like um you know at the end of the day show like clips from the real film right and how, yeah. and how it, they related to it almost shot for shot in their remaking of you know going through his story of making right. of making the film um yeah i it was a, it was a nice surprise and i think it, the nominations that it was given was well deserved um, Even Eddie, though it didn't win, it didn't win, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, Eddie Murphy, man, what what a performance he made! Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. Something again, I wasn't expecting to see come out of him. But uh, I also I didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I can't I can't give a fair judgment on all the right on right. every on every movie that was there. Um, so I I've been watching uh, you. On Netflix, mm-hmm. season season two just dropped right before Christmas, and just wrapped that up. And uh, man, was it a hell of a season! I, I I really really enjoy that show. Yeah, I see a lot of memes online. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, it's it's weird because he's a bad guy, but you want to root for him. But he has somewhat good intentions. It's like they they he does bad things, but he's also a good person. But when he wants to be a good person. So you're always rooting for him to do the good things, even though he might do the bad things, but you still like him. Did I make any sense there? Uh, kind of. Kind of? He's okay. like a bad boy who you root for, but... I, I don't really call him a bad boy. He's not a bad boy. He just does bad things sometimes, but he has somewhat good intentions and there's reason behind it. The whole premise of this show is that basically he is a psychopath, but in his, you are in his mind. 90% of the time you hear his inner thoughts. Oh, okay. you hear his thought process when he makes this decision. And almost at the end of it, he's like, all right, no, that's valid. Yeah. You can kill him. That's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, wait a minute. No, 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 that's not valid. You're killing somebody, but I get it. I get, I got how you got there. Yeah. And, but it's, and it's weird. And then the sec, I really enjoyed the first season and where they ended it. And then when they started the second season, I'm like, I'm not sure if we're going to, I'm not sure if we're going to like it because it's basically a wash, rinse, and repeat again. And I wasn't looking forward to that. About four episodes in, it felt like a standard, all right, I, I kind of, if we're going to do the same thing, I kind of see where this is going. And then on episode four, end of four or five, they gave like a, they, they changed the game a little bit. And then every two or three episodes, they kept changing it and changing it. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is definitely offering new stuff. And then by the end of the second season, they kind of left you basically uh, at a spot where it's not really a cliffhanger, but you definitely want to see what happens next. Uh, they definitely ended it. 
And like if they if the show was canceled, which is not because it already got renewed for a third season. But if it got canceled at season two, it would be a fine ending for that. Oh, okay. but but you can also see where they were trying to go for season three, and luckily they got renewed. So we're definitely going to see it probably in December of 2020. So is it worth the watch? I, th- I definitely think it's worth the watch. All right, I guess I'm going to have to give it a watch. I I, th- I think I think the wife can really enjoy it as well. You think so? I think so. Maybe. Oh. Okay. I actually don't know your wife's taste, but I don't know what Hannah's taste is like. But, okay. <laughs> but she could like it. All right. I guess we'll find out. Because I, because because Megan, she, uh, she was she was watching it, and she's like, "You want to watch this?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good." And then she, I actually was like doing chores around the house, and she had it on, and then. I just heard like the dialogue that he was giving to himself, just talking to himself. And then I'm like, Oh, what's that over there? Oh, that was interesting. Oh, that was kind of funny. All right. I'll sit down. I'll just watch a little bit of yeah. it. And then I got hooked. It's like, I'll just, I'll just sit in the room. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll put my phone out. Yeah. Put my, yeah. yeah you like, put your phone down. Like, all right, I guess I'm watching now. Yeah. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess this is what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. It's getting a lot of buzz um, on Netflix. So I definitely trending, I believe. So it's, it's good. It's definitely worth a watch. Oh, well, to round out my what you're watching, kind of all three, kind of going back what you said, we had like a, like a family like lazy day. My nephew was over yeah. from out of town. Uh, we watched Lion King two, which was his his choice. I really enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still all the, still all the original voices, uh, Matthew Broderick and and whatnot. Um, we also watched a Goofy movie. Oh, I, I really like a Goofy movie. We love that movie. Yeah, it's great. You know. Edward was dancing in the middle of the room, doing his thing. Yeah. Like when, uh, trying to cast the line. You know how like, yeah, if yeah. he teaches the power line at the end of the movie? Yeah. 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 Um, and then rounded out my all-time favorite movie, Pinocchio. Re- okay. Pinocchio's, yeah. Pinocchio's just one of my favorites. Just just teaches you, if you really listen, like it's a deep story that teaches you like how to be a person. You know, I, I haven't watched all all the movies you just said I've seen before, but like it's been it's been years. Yeah. Like year. I mean, thank you, Disney Plus, for allowing us to rewatch these again. Yeah. Uh, but it's been many, 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 many years. I feel like I remember Goofy movie pretty vividly. Um Lion King 2, I honestly couldn't tell you what the movie is about. <laughs> and Pinocchio is also one of those that I might have seen like once or twice, and you get the basics of that movie but right now i haven't actually sat down and like watched that movie like really watch it and like just really pay attention to the to the story to the story it's very, yeah it's like wow like like if you just listen to this movie like it teaches you how to be a good person like it that, that's the objective of the film huh. it's, very, it's good i enjoyed it i and, loved it and so have Every these time. movies have your have your children seen any of these movies before uh i think they have but we never like fully watched it like all sat down together and watched it. Okay, so did it, did they get any different experiences from watching it or? No, I'm mean, they loved. I mean, they they just love us watching movies together. They feel okay. like they said they feel like they understand the movies more when we watch them together. And do you, do you sit down and like talk? Do the dad do they ask questions throughout the movie? Yes. Okay, that's... all the time, man. And I know that's why. Like, <laughs> like we even have a thing. I'll even tell them. I said, listen, if we're gonna watch this movie. If you if you promise to really watch it, if you have a question, I will pause the movie. And I will answer your questions so I make sure that you understand what is happening in the story. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair compromise. Oh, they do it. They do it. They're pretty good at it too. They're like, pretty good. Can can you can you can you give an example of a question from any of the three movies you saw? Uh God, you put me on the spot, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm curious now. Um 
not from these. Not for it hasn't been from these. These the, these oh, okay. we didn't have to pause through. Okay, okay. The one I remember recently is your favorite movie. Is Back to the Future. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I was teaching them how like you know doing things in the past, how what happened, you know, happens in the future. You know oh. the one scene when they run over the pine. Of in course. The beginning. Yeah. You know, I said, look, look at the name of the mall. It was Twin Pines Mall. In the end of the movie, it's Lone Pines Mall. Right. And they're like, why did the name change? Then we had to pause it and I had to re-explain it to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that specific Easter egg in that movie, I didn't catch it until about maybe my third or fourth Same. go around. Same. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Did the name just change? Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of stuff in that movie. Also, fun fact about the first Back to the Future, the whole ending and most of the movie plays out within the first scene, like when when the when the when they're panning and they're yeah. showing, like you see the clock tower and you see like you you see a man dangling from a like a like a paper man dangling from a clock in in that scene where they're just panning and looking at Doc Brown's office. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, like they 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 basically told you how the movie was going to end right there. Oh damn! I never yeah. knew that. It, I'm gonna have to watch it. And that's also one of my favorite movies. Back to the Future. Yeah. It's a phenomenal. It's one, yeah. definitely my favorite movie. Yeah, you know I know that already. Yeah, yeah. I know you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like I've seen a lot of documentaries, and I've seen uh, and I've seen that movie way too many times. But there's a lot in there that they kind of just they they just put put in there to. Uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, and it, sometimes I was. Sometimes I, I saw them in documentaries I didn't catch before, but my favorite ones are the ones that you catch on your own without anyone telling you. Like, oh shit! Like I saw what you, I, I saw what you did. I saw there. you did there. I yeah. saw you. I saw it. <laughs> it's it's really cool. I uh, I like when movies do that. But also going back to your kids, I mean that's a nice compromise for, for and also like for them to understand the movie better. Um, yeah. For anything that you're watching, I mean, and I mean, I'm sure you don't like to pause it a lot, but. I didn't at first, but now it's like, how many times? It doesn't matter. Like, what does what does it matter if I fucking pause the movie for five minutes? Like, right. It, the movie's not going anywhere. And like, does that resonate with them? Do they, do they ask the same question again, or do they like does it stick after you on, tell them? More, it more or less sticks. It more or less sticks every now and then. You know, every now and then I have to I have to re-explain it because they didn't get it, but but they get it in the end. But and they appreciate the fact that I've that I'm willing to take the time to sit down and actually talk to them, like human beings right as opposed to like there you go you know ernesto father of the year right here i wouldn't go that far (laughs) (laughs) i do i do what i can but yeah you know nobody's perfect (laughs) all right fair enough um i did see two more movies Mm -hmm. i saw peter butter peter (laughs) wow peanut butter falcon oh shia labeouf with shia labeouf and which i did not know uh dakota banning no not her uh uh, damn it it also starts with an F she was in Fifty Shades of Grey she's the main woman in Fifty Shades of Grey Dakota something Johnson Dakota Johnson oh okay it. yeah <laughs> got it <laughs> screw you internet yeah <laughs> um, yeah so I didn't know she was in the movie at all so that was a surprise and I guess a spoiler if you didn't know she was in the movie as well um, but it follows it's a very interesting tale there's a person there's a you're following a kid who's on the autism spectrum and uh, he, because of his age and his, basically his family and parents abandoned him and he's not, he's too old to be in it for adoption, but he's also not, you know, he's, he just has autism. So the system puts him in an elderly, elderly home and he has caretakers 
and he's he's like fed up with this. He's he's not he's he this is not where he wants to be. Uh, so you have it like people trying to break him out of the of the elderly home, and they're trying to ro- rope him back in and stuff like that. It's a couple funny bits there, and like this this guy, this actor, I believe he's also he is autistic, and he does a phenomenal job in this movie and playing this role. Eventually, um, his journey begins. I'm basically gonna just explain the first five minutes. He does eventually escape and meets uh, Shia LaBeouf, who is a broken person right now. He's very down on himself. He then he meets with this with this with this person just out of the blue and is run on he's on the run. Yeah. And then the journey kind of takes place from there. And you kind of see these two people who are searching for something that they find in each other. And then a friend a, a bond is born, a friendship is born, and, and then Dakota Johnson finds gets herself in the mix and all that. Um but it's it's a fantastic movie. You, you're rooting for them to complete their mission, to go on their goal, to whatever journey they're doing. You're rooting for them to do that, and uh, it's a it's just a tale of you know trying to move on, as well as going after your your goal and your dream. And if you can help somebody else to do that, then you know just just trying that's that's your purpose now. And I think Shia LaBeouf needed purpose and meaning after you know trying to recover from his past it was a really it was really a strong heartfelt movie uh that i definitely recommend watching if you have yeah a I've, I've heard it i've heard about it but i've never like had somebody like actually explain it to me so yeah. I, I mean it sounds very interesting mm-hmm. sounds good sounds like something i might want to check out yes and and then i also saw a finally a beautiful day in the neighborhood Jeez, about time man. <laughs> all right it's been a minute hit me hit how you. hard did you cry I didn't cry at all. No, that's okay. I, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. I cried like a little bitch. I uh, cried so do, hard. Do you want to talk spoilers since now I've officially seen the movie? Do you want to just... Uh, yeah, we can. Okay, so uh, spoilers on A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, Tom Hanks was phenomenal yeah. as Mr. Rogers. Like Every time he opened his mouth and said something... It was very like, I just want to sit down and hear what you have to say. And I feel like that's what Tom Hanks, for his person, his person persona anyway. Uh, but him as Mr. Rogers, like it threw me aback when he first, when the movie opened. And like he's like singing. And I didn't, like it took me a second to realize like, oh, you, you changed, you have an accent. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that for some reason. And like you, you sound like Mr. Rogers, even though I felt like you didn't have to, but you did it anyway. And then like, and I, I think I remember you saying this, but I forgot when you said it on, on a few episodes back, but you said that the movie plays out like an episode of Mr. Rogers. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I took me, it took me a minute to realize that because when the movie started, it felt a little weird. It felt a little off and like, okay. I'm like, what? what am I watching again? Like I knew what I was watching, but it just felt off a little bit. Yeah. And like the, 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 the transition and the way that the movie was presented did not feel like a movie today. It felt like a, like a movie that was made in the nineties or in the, in the late eighties, like that style felt that way, even in the editing and the transitions and what they did with the, uh, uh, what would you call the, the pretend city, uh, they had like these models as yeah, transitions. Like they use them as transitions Trans- when they go to cities or seeing different cities. Right. Yeah. It was like these, like these toy, these toy 
play uh, what do you call these toy cities yeah yeah as transitions and uh, so that was also a little strange and then eventually when you get you get the feel of the movie that doesn't become strange anymore um but yeah every time like our main character the journalist you really they you you were rooting not you're not rooting against him but you definitely they portrayed him as a dislikable person yeah and uh and yeah the way that mr rogers was able to affect him and his life decisions throughout a couple of months maybe right yeah um ultimately to have him become a better person and just to prove that simple ideas that mr rogers has that he tells for children that he preaches to not preaches but he what he broadcasts to children on the television can work for adults as well this these ideals are not just for children to learn to grow to be a better person is just to be no matter what your age is to be a better person yeah um it was it was it was a deep movie i i wouldn't say that i loved it though what i love that film uh that was great uh but i i definitely enjoyed uh what i saw what did you think about the diner scene when he broke the fourth wall and uh, well, i think he broke the fourth wall like, yeah he did it a, he did it a few times well definitely because he was talking to us at the very beginning of the movie yeah yeah he's like hey i'd like to have you meet you know some of my friends and and this is one of them he got hit <laughs> um <laughs> um but he um yeah it was it was crazy i wasn't sure if so basically to play out that scene, he just said to just be silent for one minute, right? And so Mr. Rogers was quiet, then the journalist was quiet, and then eventually the everyone in the diner was quiet. And I don't know if that was, if they actually did that or not for the movie's sake. Did everyone actually stay quiet in the diner? Or was that just um, like, did the fourth wall was broken at that moment? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. It felt like it felt like it was for. It felt like it was like a fourth wall type of deal. Because then, right? Because then he shifts. Like his eyes literally he, his, shift right to us in the movie. Like it, it it's right it's at looking us. at you at the yeah. movies. And like I like I heard the AC from the theater. Yep. It's like it was like eerily quiet. And it's even just, in the theater. It, right? Even, even theater the theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just very quiet. And it's like it's like it's, it, it, in the movie was pretending like we're not not just people in the movie. And the actors are going to stay quiet for the story purposes, but also we're going to break that fourth wall. And then like, it's almost like it was intended for people who are really paying attention. Like, even if I feel like it's also like, if you're just a casual viewer of the movie, like you're on your phone and like, if you don't hear anything, you're like, well, what's, what's happening? Like, yeah. why don't I not hear noise? And you look up and all of a sudden you see Tom Hanks just staring at you. As like, oh <laughs> shit. Well, I'm paying attention. <laughs> He's like, you better stay quiet yeah. for a minute. Put your fucking phone. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Um, but no, it was intense. Yeah. It was intense, especially for the mess. Again, the whole movie was just like, you know, don't be a, just be a, don't be a bad person. Yeah. Be a, be a good person. It's a good film. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was a good film. And then, but the the scene that really got me was at the very, very end. Like the, the episode was over. He walked out, everyone said good night. And then he proceeded to play the piano and he was, you know, playing a few tunes. And then it was foreshadowed at the beginning where the journalist was trying to get like serious information and Tom Hanks or Mr. Rogers did a really good job of like altering the question 
a little bit because he knew he didn't want to answer it. Exactly. And, yeah. And he basically said, like, you know, when I get mad, you just want to, like, you know, you can, like, hit a pillow or just bang on all the keyboards on on a piano. And then, like, the journalist asked a question. And he just go, bang, oh, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. As if he was simulating that he was smashing the piano. And uh, he, and then in the movie, when he was uh, uh, playing the piano, and then what I thought was maybe he messed up a key and then he just hits all the keys on the piano and then he does it again and then he proceeds to play again. And it was, and then the movie just fades to black and it was such a very weird way to end the movie. And like this whole time he was very reserved and respectful. And, but then even his wife who, you know, the journalist was like, is he really a saint? He's like, he's not a saint. He's a human being. He has, he has emotions and he gets very frustrated at, at home. You just, he doesn't, you just don't see that. He, you know, he kind of, he's again, very reserved as well. And so to actually see him do that, to hit all the keys on the keyboard at the very end, um, it's just like, I, I wonder why they chose to end it that way with him in a little bit of frustration, maybe get, get into, gets to peel behind the curtains just a little bit instead of maybe presenting that in the middle of the movie. Um, it was very interesting to me. Megan, who I saw the movie with, she pointed out that, like, you know, I think around that time, because the movie took place in 1998, that she took it as, instead of just showing a little piece of Mr. Rogers, she took it as, you know, maybe this was around the time that he was sick. And so he's frustrated that he can, he can't do anything about his sickness. He passed away in 2002 or 2003. This movie took place in 1998. And from what I read, it he had like stomach cancer and it was a very long process between like when he had it and then when he, when he eventually passed away. So like all of that put together, like she, that's what she took out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, it was a good movie for to say the least. Awesome. I yeah. loved it. I know, I know you enjoyed it. You I enjoyed were, it. Yes, you did. Um, all right. So is that all for what you're watching? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go over to the Golden Globes. Um, Golden Globes, like we said, were last night. And we're just going to talk about some of the awards that were presented last night. Yeah. Um, first things first, let's talk about the big award of the night, uh, which goes to uh, Best Picture uh, Drama. And the winner went to 1917. I had a feeling. I was like, it's been delayed. You know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my predictions for other stuff, and of course, it's gonna be the one that wins. Yeah, it was, it's actually the only movie out of that category. But I want to go see it. No, for sure. I definitely, I'm definitely gonna go see it. It comes out this Friday. Yeah, and it looks like a good one. And it's no shocker that that movie won. I mean, out of the movies we saw, I wish, uh, unfortunately, Marriage Story out of the whole Golden Globes only got one award which the was best supporting actress for laura dern correct as as her as a divorce lawyer and i, I kind of wish that it, it got more love that night um it's it's i think one of our top films of the year and it's a very compelling movie that i wish like this is a movie that needs to be seen go on netflix go yeah, watch it go watch it for sure um i really thought it got snubbed this year but 1917 ended up taking that award and based on what we've heard and I feel like there's no, it's, it's no surprise that it won. Um, so I'm happy for the movie to win. Um, moving into, excuse me, best motion picture for musical or comedy, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Quentin Tarantino. I didn't get a chance to see it. So Again, the only movie on this list I did not see from this category. They picked <laughs> the two movies I did not see and they gave it the winning nom. And yeah. <laughs> 
Um, also, another one that, again, since I haven't seen it, it's hard to give a full opinion. But, Missing Link. Um, well, that one, I guess, moving on to Best Animated. Yeah. Missing Link, another one that the only movie I haven't seen in that list. that one, yeah. Um, but as, as even like looking through the animated list, I kind of wrote off Missing Link because it wasn't really talked about that much. But seeing what else was nominated, for me, it kind of makes sense that Missing Link was the Missing Link. <laughs> That's funny. Go. Thank you. Ayo. Uh, for winning this award because Frozen 2, we, we discussed about it. Frozen 2 was a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie. Wasn't be- wasn't better than Frozen One. Correct, yeah. and then we said the same thing for Toy Story. Yeah, and Toy Story was the animation was beautiful, but it just didn't land on all cylinders. Lion King was just I did not like that movie at I all. Didn't, I didn't I had I didn't have an interest. They said there's this you know from what I understand it's nothing. There's a couple of different songs maybe. The one. One. One different song. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was a shot Maybe for one sh- day. It's on Disney Plus. It's gonna be on Disney Plus at the end of the end of the month. Yeah. So you can if you want to you can check it out then. Um but yeah, Lion King didn't really hit it for me. And as much as I enjoyed hit uh How to Train a Dragon Hidden World, I did not uh felt like it was like above its predecessors. So I guess at the end of the day, Missing Link was the only original animated film and i guess i kind of gave it a blind eye but you know it, it ended up taking the award, and now it makes a lot of sense of why it did yeah could be worth giving it a watch um like we all predicted parasite parasite foreign winning. language yes of course. Uh, great amazing film fr- fantastic fantastic film no we don't need to couldn't recommend it anymore go listen to our first episode if you want to hear what we think about it for sure uh best performance joaquin phoenix as the joker also no surprise there no. Um, I mean, I would love to see Christian Bale get it for Ford v Ferrari or Adam Driver or Adam Driver. Yeah, I mean, I, either one of those. I felt like those are great performances. But like we said last week, you really can't beat Joaquin Phoenix' performance as the Joker. It's a hard one to beat. But especially when he, you know, you think he was up against Heath Ledger as what he of what he had to live up to for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely there. And then also, you know, uh, the a lot of like I feel like his performance even elevated. Well, because you had like Heath Ledger, and then I then how do you beat that? And then like you had someone to try in between them, and you had um, uh, Jared Leto, who everyone just bashed his performance as yeah. the Joker. So, I like, didn't hate him as much. Yeah, I, yeah, the internet goes crazy yeah, sometimes. Like they like there are some people really hardcore hate him. I mean, it was like I mean it's whatever. Like, right, but I feel I like carry, was, I didn't care either way. Right, not the best, but I mean whatever. It's, it's yeah, it is what it is. At yeah, this point. exactly. But I feel like there was like a buffer between like a really good joker and then like an okay joker and then like and then like he, uh you just can't Phoenix. compare it you can't compare no. to what heath ledger did for the nolan series you just can't compare it Mm-mm. you know but, but people people who play it can still still get the awards correct but They're, joaquin phoenix did an amazing job you know he did for sure um best performance by an actor in a drama um renee zau wigger wegger oh, damn it it's all right. So close. You'll get it. I will You're going to get it. Eventually. Um, she won She won her role in, in as, as Judy, playing Judy Garland. I didn't get a chance to see it. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't pique my interest. Um, this doesn't come to a surprise to me because there was a lot of buzz about her performance. I also haven't seen it. But, I mean, I would also have loved to see Scarlett Johansson win that award. I thought she deserved it. As well as uh, Charlize Theron. Yes. I think I, think, I, think I was going to say it right that time, too. Go ahead. Charlize Theron. There you go. I nailed it. <laughs> First try. Um, yeah, I thought her performance in Bomb Show was great as well. Um, Taryn Egerton. 
Rocket Man playing Elton John. Um, I saw the movie. I thought his performance was great, but Eddie Murphy and Dolomite is my name. I don't think that was comparable there. I haven't I, seen Eddie. I've seen. I've only seen Knives Out on that list. Didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't see Jojo Rabbit. Didn't see Rocket Man. But I just feel like Eddie Murphy should have won because his he was so great in that movie. Yeah, I feel like you know as we talk about these other awards, I'm like, yeah, I can see how you got it. But this one, like, I'm sorry. Like, Taron Egerton did a good job of playing Elton John, but not as good as Eddie Murphy. I'm sorry. That was no. that was his award. I don't know why he didn't get it. Yeah. But, I felt know, a little robbed. A, a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, best performance by an actress in motion picture, musical, or comedy. Aquafina was, for me, a clear one, runaway. It seemed like they were they were just waiting to give it to her. Like, yeah, pretty I feel like much. everybody pretty much already knew she was going to win. Yeah, I feel like that was definitely it. And especially since I looked at this list, I'm like, I don't see... These these performances, for me, were not standouts. So for her, Aquafina was, for me, a clear winner. Well-deserved. And also, she was the first a, a person of Asian descent to win a Golden Globe. So... Good for her as well. Yeah, I have. Um, Brad Pitt, best supporting role, best supporting actor in a, in a motion picture. Um, I don't agree. I felt like, speaking of The Irishman, The Irishman did not win any award it was nominated yeah. for, which part of me feels like, in, in some cases, I'm like, good. Because I, <laughs> I, <'cause> I didn't... <laughs> Maybe because, uh, I think because everybody was too hung up on how fucking long the movie was. That could be, that could play a possibility. Like, that could play a role, but also like I don't deny the performances. I had a problem with the story. I didn't have a problem with the performances, and I felt like, in my opinion, I, I guess any one of them could have put. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen all the other ones, um, and I thought you know Tom Hanks could have been a clear runaway on that one as well. He he did a fantastic job. It was phenomenal. So again, another one of those where. I, I we might have to see once upon a time. Well, we will eventually see it to give to see what if that was worth the hype or not. Yeah. According to Ali, it wasn't. Yeah, so that's that was we'll his see. opinion. We'll Jerry's see. still out. Um, we talked about Laura Dern and she won. We for, were hoping she was going to win and she did. Uh, best director, I think, if anybody can pull off a one shot war film, can deserve an award. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but it would have been nice to see Bong Joon Ho. Get it for Parasite. I think that was also well-deserved, um, but not his year, unfortunately. Hopefully, the Oscars can give him a little love. Oh, well, he should. Or maybe, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Oscars nominations come out next month, next week, so mm. definitely see if it gets nominated. Uh, best screenplay goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, I feel like that's kind of swept this year. Got I think it won three total. Another one like, we didn't see, but I think I feel like Marriage Story would have been a clear... I felt like that one, if anything, was a clear winner here. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I, was, I really, really love that movie. It was a really great movie, especially compared on the list. Yeah, compared to everything we've seen. I mean, we also, Parasite was another great movie. But as far as the script writing is concerned, like, that movie felt raw and genuine. And they definitely, that's why I feel like the writing and the acting were the two big strongest points. I mean, if you notice uh, Noah Bomba, Bombach. Bombach, he was not nominated for Best Director. So yeah, he. I felt like he should have. He could have. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. 
um, but did not get it. Uh, best original song went to Elton John uh, in his own movie, Rocket Man. So that's good for him. I really don't have any other opinions on the original song. Best original score went to Joker. Yeah. Uh, which I think was a well-deserved win there. I, I doesn't really stand out to me. Same. But I was like, oh, okay, sure, cool. Yeah. One. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it to see what I missed. Exactly. Um, and then going into the TV series, Succession, Ernesto. Told you, man. You talked about that I, show. I talked to this like for a long time. I've talked, told you about that show. It's in the writing on that show is fucking incredible. I feel like I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing something. You need to watch Succession. I, I might have to start it. Everybody, if you have HBO, I do have HBO. I'm just not just you. Whoever's <laughs> listening. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Whatever two or three people are listening. You're, whoever <laughs> you, you with the headphones on. Yes, or you in your car. Yeah, if wherever you're, you're listening. Wherever you're listening to. Go watch Success, and apparently, according to Ernesto, that is a demand that is not a request. Yeah, because he also picked up Brian Cox. Brian Cox also picked up Best Performance by an Actor for Succession. He did. You're right, and well deserved. Really, well deserved. I mean, granted, um, I haven't seen The Crown or Posse. Po, oh, I'm sorry. That's wrong. That says Pose. <laughs> pose. There you go. There's an extra S in Posse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brian Cox was phenomenal in that show. All right. I, I, I definitely want to give it a look, especially with the win now under its belt. It's definitely yeah. between your recommendation and other people's recommendation. And now there's a war just like another, hey, you got to watch this show. I give it. I give it a look. Uh, Fleabag won for best television series. I've heard. I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of good as things. Ali mentioned yet last week, um, it's great. Uh, Barry's also great. Marvelous Miss Maisel, another great show. Um, yeah. Now I'm curious to go to go give yes, Fleabag a watch. See what, what that's all about. I'm yeah. also curious in uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. I haven't seen any of it. I also it's heard hilarious. It's I think it's what really you said. Uh, and then Chernobyl, which I feel like that was a clear runaway. Have you seen Chernobyl? Intense. It's what you said. That's like that's like the best way I can put it. Just just don't don't watch it when you're gonna eat something. Oh. Okay. Okay. Kinda. Sometimes. There's some there's some there's some parts that they, they show a lot of they show a lot of things. Oh. Okay. That makes me nervous now. Like I'm trying to I don't want to give too much away. That's fair. Like if you don't know about the story, like I, do you know about Chernobyl? I know about Chernobyl, but not like the story of it. I know well, that it's an event that happened in history. Guess what? Now you can go on HBO yeah. and go find out. <laughs> go find out for yourself. It's definitely worth a watch. Okay. They make it a very they they make that part of history very compelling to watch. All right. Um, but anyway, that that's our that's our wrap up on the Golden Globes. I guess some of them I I just don't agree with. I'm hoping the Oscars can can maybe give a little bit justice. Honestly, just a marriage story. That that movie Needs, deserves. deserves awards it needs the wins guys it needs the wins um but anyway moving on 2020 2020 2020 is here we're in it right now uh movies are coming out and movies that we're looking forward to seeing um and kind of just kind of going down the line of what we can expect in 2020 and what we are most excited for more probably the one that's closest that's coming up that's probably in my radar right now is birds of prey um, I like what DC is doing. Like they are changing up the game. I also really like Margot Robbie. Yes, and I th- I think it's very interesting what DC is doing. Like they tried to do the Marvel route. They tried to put all their heroes together, and it just it didn't work for them. So they did something else. They kind of like picking the best pieces from what they had, and they're giving them their own. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Uh, they're giving them their own movie franchises, or not maybe not a franchise, but like 
they're 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 kind of testing the waters. Like they gave Joker and you know Joaquin Phoenix as as a Joker, and guess what? He's winning awards now. So uh, why not give Margot Robbie her own movie as she's the leader of this girl superhero the team? Birds of prey. Birds of prey. Um, and even you know moving going into uh, Wonder Woman, another DC movie that's coming out this year, and uh, in what when's that? in June, and. Another one like Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman back in 2017, I think. Yeah, great movie. Uh, and they're just sequelizing it, the best parts of it. I think it's interesting that they're going into 1984. I don't know why not take place in present day, and I don't know why. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris, Chris, one of the Chris. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how he's back in this movie. But I guess that will be explained at some guess point. I guess we're going to find out. I guess so. But yeah, DC's doing a good job. Uh, January 17th, Bad Boys for Life, part three. I guess, yeah, part three in the series. Yep. I just, I've always loved, I, I remember when they came out, like they were really big and they were just really cool action film, like a, a cool buddy cop, like African-American, you know, buddy cop team. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I don't know. They're just, they're just funny. They're hilarious. Martin Lawrence and, and Will Smith. You know, they don't land for you. I mean, Will Smith, yes. Martin Lawrence was a hit or miss. I love I just, Martin I just, Lawrence. I mean, I guess the Bad Boys never, the franchise never got to me. So, I mean, I feel like I would give it a watch. Maybe give the old ones a watch, give a new one to watch, see uh, how it runs. But, like, I'm, just, I'm not excited for it. I'm but most definitely excited. I know, I know you are. Like bad boys for life. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did you watch the trailer? Did anything resonate? Do you, like, does it feel like what the old movies were? Or I haven't you... watched. Tra- I've watched one trailer, but I don't really remember. Oh, remember? Okay. I so... told you, man. I try not to watch I, any I know trailers, that, but but I try to stay away. That way, when I go to watch the movie, like everything, everything that I see is fresh. Okay. Like I saw one, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I, I don't really remember it. I just remember seeing, I remember watching it and remember that I was like, oh, that looks enjoyable. But okay. I don't want, I don't want to keep watching it because it's going to be, because I already know, I don't want to have the plot given away from me. Right. Especially slow, close to the release. They usually give more away in the trailers to, to try to get more and more people oh, yeah, interesting. No, the, the, the trailers that come out right before the movies, those, you need to avoid those. A hundred percent. Yeah. They, they're not good. Yeah. They just give the whole plot away. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like they, like, I feel like every trailer they give out like a new clip. Like why, why are we, why are we just, why are we, why do we do that? Yeah, why we exactly. That? Why do we need to do that? No, we definitely don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, bad boys doesn't resonate. I mean, I feel like eventually I will give it a watch, but nothing I need to rush the theater for, but, uh, yeah. The, what, what, what will gravitate? What, what <laughs> you know what? we're just gonna move on to the next one uh sonic sonic yes. sonic comes out next month yes February it does. 2020 man it's you know i i wasn't as mad people were in in a uproar about this about how he how the cgi how he how they made sonic right look. right and then they went back and redid it I mean, granted, it looks a million times better now. it does it most definitely does so I'm, maybe you know what sometimes Sometimes the fans are right. Well, it's kind of funny because I read a meme on the internet and like basically it said that the internet cyber bullied a movie studio to go back and change something. Oh, they most definitely did. No. That's exact. That's literally That's literally what happened. Yeah. That's literally what happened. No, it, it did. I mean, it's for the better. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It, he looks way better. But I feel like that's what the talk is about but, this movie. But you feel, you know, you would almost hope that these franchises would, you know, you know what? We're going to find the biggest Sonic nerds and we're going to show them clips to see what they think. Right, that's fair. 
you know, get the the harshest because they will fucking tell you yeah. if you ruin the thing that they love. Right, right. <laughs> As um, we saw them do <laughs> online <yeah>. with Sonic. <laughs> how dare you disgrace him? <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's so weird how like like especially you know you see the, uh, the this huge negativity over Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, and it's like when the fans get together about something, they really they really fixate on it and then they just push all that negativity out there onto yeah. the internet and that was one of them now granted i'm not saying sometimes that, it works sometimes it, it doesn't well, then, then this, and this for sonic's case it was for the better because he did Correct. look a little weird but like if that's what we end up getting i mean it would have been fine it, it, yeah it didn't really matter yeah but he does definitely looks better but at the end of the day after all the cyberbullying on the internet about this character how much of a difference do you think it will be box office wise do you think you think you think because they changed the character and how he looked that it makes any difference in how much money that movie's gonna make? I think so. You think really? I think that because they did they took the extra step to do that and because it's become a thing that right. people have talked about with this film and it's kind of well known now, that people are gonna oh, if they took the time to redo that, you know, maybe this is a movie worth watching. That's a very could be an interesting like marketing tactic you know what i mean that's a good way of looking at it because uh, the way that I, the way that i see trying it, to trying to put a positive spin on it you right know? no for sure yeah the way the way i saw it was okay thanks for changing it i'm still not gonna watch your movie though oh that's the way that damn I, took it. I know i know <laughs> i mean but i am interested yeah. i i didn't really grow up playing sonic but just like, maybe maybe what you said is true like the there was a lot of buzz around i mean that. think about it now because now when people hear sonic that's the first thing they associate with it. yeah about what originally came out and what the studios did right like if you follow any kind of even vaguely follow um movie any kind of movie news site or any any kind of news you would have known that you know what i mean yeah no that, that's definitely true so it's interesting to see what that's going to do to their box office numbers i, I mean i i hope that it will it would. I mean, it comes out when uh, it's a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't really call Sonic a romantic, but I don't know how they're going to target. But no, that. if you got, you know, but you know, if you got kids and you still want to go out on Valentine's Day, but you got to include them with you. I guess you can bring the kids to you see know, that. Like, oh, maybe we can just go all see Sonic together. Uh, at a quick. <laughs> not exactly how I would want to spend my Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to spend I mean? seeing Sonic. <laughs> um, but at a quick glance of the movies that come out on Valentine's Day, I don't really see much. Actually, I see this movie here, which I've never heard of before, called Ordinary Love, and it's with it stars Liam Neeson. And again, I don't really see him as the romantic. Everyone needs to flock and go see Liam Neeson in a love story. Unless but, he's fucking somebody up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it feels like it. You know, it's kind of weird that Valentine's Day falls on a Friday, and I'm not seeing any romantic movies out there typically 50 shades of gray held that spot and was doing very well yeah uh which makes a lot of sense to have that in that spot um another movie look forward to uh it comes out at the end of february called the invisible man have you seen a trailer for that yeah do you remember the original one with um well not the original one yeah but the most recent remake i don't think so with uh kevin costner Mm-mm. not kevin costner kevin bacon Sorry. no i i, I do i have not seen it Oh, it's good. It's ba- kind of based, kind of semi based off the same thing. Is, uh, is it, was it presented as a horror? Yeah, it is a horror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw the trailer. This one looks good. It does. Blumhouse is yeah. is behind it, which Blumhouse is like the powerhouse right now for horror flicks. And like, I'm not, I'm not a horror guy. I'm not that big into it. But I saw that trailer though. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, damn, that actually looks pretty good. 
Um, I don't. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know who who is who's in it. I think she's been in a few things. Um, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, from um, is she from Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Yes, Handmaid's she is. Tale. Also from Mad Men. Oh, okay. That's right. She was in Mad Men. Yeah, she's playing. The, basically, she's being stalked by the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, based on her performance and what I've seen, I think it could be a good one to come out with. Um, another one, uh, Onward. I know we were kind of making fun of it last week. Uh, <laughs> Ali was definitely making fun of it last week. Most definitely. Uh, but it is a Pixar movie. And like I've said last week. Uh, You're a Pixar guy. I'm a Pixar guy, yes. But I've also, I like their original content. I think they're, when they come out with a fresh idea, this is a fresh idea. Trying to see your dad for one day. Making a wish to see, to do anything for one day. They want to see their father. And all of a sudden the magic stops working from the waist down. And I feel like that could be just now, now that you're erased against the clock because the time has started, your 24 hour has begun. And now they're on their journey to find, I guess, wherever the rest of the magic is to get the other half of their father so they can see them again. That sounds like you're going to be crying through the whole movie. Um, I feel like they can really throw. That sounds like your type of movie. Yeah, it definitely does. Like you love father son type movies. And I'm not even a father. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just something I've noticed that from content that you watch. Yeah, not everybody know, I, has their thing. I don't know, but it's not, but I I feel the same way. It feels it looks very good. The, obviously, I yeah, have, I have boys so. for sure. There there was a move. There was a point in the trailer where like the, the I I couldn't tell you exactly what was happening, but there was like a, a small clip where they're like doing something, and you just see the like the the father like the waist down. You saw his foot just kind of go over to comfort one of the boys and i was like oh man I, I can already see how like this waist down the, the waist down this is going to be its own character and i felt like it i feel like it's going to be self-aware of what's happening so maybe like the front half is just invisible but the bottom half is fully aware of what's happening and like there's a consciousness there obviously um and i feel like they could be a good way of communication I feel like throughout the film there might be a line of communication they end up developing, and at the end of the movie, I'm taking a guess here, but obviously it's going to end in two ways. You're going to see the other half of the father, and they're probably going to have maybe five minutes with him. I'm guessing, or a minute, or a minute. You get like one word, right? Or they never get it, and but they still enjoyed that journey they had with half of the waist down of their yeah, father. Took you know they valued what they had. Right, exactly. It's going to be a tearjerker for sure. Yeah. Anything else you're looking into? Uh, Quiet Place 2. Yes. It's going to be great. It's going to be nice um, to see John Krasinski directing. It, he well, he directed the first one. Correct, but solely directing. Just now. solely direct. Like, yeah. He's not acting now. He's just taking a step back and only directing the film. And the trailer looked intense. Yeah. I, I don't need to see anything else. No, I'm good. I already good. know I'm going to watch I'm good. it. Exactly. I mean, even the movie itself, like the first movie, uh, it ended abruptly in my opinion, but also ended with like, shit's about to go down, roll credits. (laughs) So what I don't know is like, are we going to start with the shit going down or are we going to fast forward a a couple of maybe months or so? Because it doesn't look like that much time had passed. Yeah. Um, Noah Jupe coming back, especially seeing after seeing him in Honey Boy and Ford v. Ferrari. I'm, I'm really excited to see how he's been stepping his game up acting wise. Right. No, that's definitely a good point. Um, uh, Mulan. Yes, Mulan. March twenty seventh. That's gonna be amazing. The trailer again. I mean, I know <laughs> the trailer is all I can go off of right now. And the the small taste of what we're getting, it feels like a different 
movie that we're getting from from Disney. Finally, like I feel like there's a thin line there between um, the live action remakes that we're getting. Is like I want, I don't mind these live action remakes, but you got to give it some originality to it, or else I'm just watching a carbon copy Lion King again, yeah. and it's not enjoyable because yeah. I know everything you're about to say and do, and that I don't want to go into a movie already knowing that. Yes and no, but I mean, we're, you know more or less how the story of Mulan is going to end, correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But like, this looks like a fresh take of, of a story that I already know. Yeah, But correct. you don't yeah. want to like lose a lot. I, I feel like Aladdin did like a good It's balance. a very fine line that you have to walk. Right. And I felt like Aladdin kind of tipped over a little bit because it was obviously predictable. You know the story of it. But also, it was nice to see those big, lavish... Uh, thing and there was some sort of originality there. Yeah, like, there were some new songs, right? And uh, even like some of the action in it was entertaining to watch as well. And Will Smith was was a standout in that in that yeah. role. So I think like Aladdin worked, but I don't think it was like the perfect live action Disney movie in my opinion. I feel like though Mulan could be it. Like, all right, it's like Disney's like, all right, guys, we got it right. This this is this is a trailer. This is what we're going to show you. I right. think we finally figured out this whole remake fucking thing. Yeah. I think we finally figured it out. <laughs> well, I think they already figured out when they, I don't know, make a billion dollars every time they do one of these. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need my opinion <laughs> uh, and at all. It seems like New Mutants is finally coming out. Yeah. You know, an article just came out from the director saying we are releasing this movie and it does have a release date of April 3rd. And, and they're finally getting this movie got pushed back. It's been a long time. It's been coming. a while. It's been a long. Yeah, I'm surprised we're even getting this. There was even especially a rumor, now that it, that Disney owns it. Exactly. There was even a rumor that it was never going to hit the theaters, and it was, but it was not is not Disney Plus friendly. So there was a rumor that it was going to be a Hulu exclusive, but it looks like that they're finally getting this movie in in, in its original, uh, theatr- in its original cut. So like they didn't go back and re-edit it. They didn't go back because Disney owns Fox now. Um, they it's the movie is being presented as as it was intended, so that's good to hear. Well, you know that's that's good on them to yeah. not you know discredit the people who already put all this fucking time to make this fucking for thing. sure. Yeah. yeah, and even though like for them this is like well we're putting out a movie that technically we're trying to rebrand um, our X Men franchise, but yet we're coming out in a movie that is kind of I feel like this is going to be a standalone, and it could be just to appeasing to fans who who people who want to see it. Hopefully, people come out and watch this movie because it's been a long time coming. Yeah, of trying to get this movie made. It doesn't look like it's opening up anything. Let's see. The week before is Mulan, and then the week after, well, the next movie I'm excited for, No Time to Die, which is uh, the James Bond latest. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, I like I'll James definitely Bond. See I like it, yeah. James Bond movies. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't care for Spectre, which came out last a couple of years, like the previous one, but the one before that was Skyfall. Skyfall was great. And I really enjoy. I feel like in Daniel Craig's run, like I really liked Casino Royale. I didn't care for Quantum of Solace. I really liked Skyfall and I didn't care for Spectre. So if we're going every other, this one's going to be good. Yeah. If I'm going based off of that. It's like, I missed it. I got it now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he claims that this is going to be his last one, but they keep throwing money at him and he keeps saying yes for one more, just one more. Um, Sam Mendes, uh, he um, directed Skyfall, one of my favorites out of the new James Bond movies, comes out, gives us 1917 and wins the best director as well as best picture. So um, again, definitely looking forward to see 1917 as well as uh, No Time to Die. Who? Uh, let's see who directed this one. 
Uh, Carrie. I don't know. <laughs> Carrie Fung. Carrie. <laughs> just, just Carrie, guys. Uh, Carrie Fung Hung something. I don't know that. I don't know the director, but it looks like he did Beast for No Nation. Did you see that on? No. On Netflix? I just, I, it's it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's long, but it's good. Um, Isn't Idris Elba in that one? Yeah, he is. Uh, and he also wrote um, It, the new It. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think he's getting, he is, he is, yeah, he's given writing credit for also the new James Bond. So maybe he can throw some little It magic in there. So one I thought I was excited for, but now that I'm reading it, it's one of those like, produced by the people who brought you this other great film but not the people who produced the script not the people who actually wrote and directed the great film which right. is i saw a trailer for it. it was antebellum the blumhouse film right it says produced by get out and us so i'm right. like oh jordan peele is coming back no it's no, no. not <laughs> uh gerard bush and christopher lens i mean janelle monet is in it she's great yeah um I, I don't know. I don't know now because it might be, it seems like it's going to hit you like 21 bridges hit you. Oh, I really hope not. See, cause you, they hit you with the produced by yeah. the visionary directors that brought you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the trailer looks interesting. It looks yeah. like there's a little bit of maybe time issues there. Yeah. Because there was like, it looks like there was something that was happening in the twenties and all of a sudden, like she looked up and there's a plane like yeah. you know, today in the sky. And like you're already, if you're already messing with time, I'm already there. Like I said, my favorite movie is Back to the Future. And so, especially with uh, uh, with Tenant, we're going to talk about that in a second, with Tenant coming out, and that's dealing with time. That's all. You already got me in the bag for all that. Yeah. Um, Black Widow. Yeah. Are you I'm, ex- yeah, I'm excited. Yeah? I'm, I'm going to go see it. But Are you excited for for Marvel's next phase? Like, this is the movie. Well, I'm sorry. This is not the movie after Endgame. That was Spider-Man. But, like, I feel like that was an epilogue to Endgame. So, Black Widow feels like the, the, the true start of marvel's next path phase four well i don't know i feel like at least it seems for me that it's like how like give you closure on her ending yeah i can see that at least that's what i hope i I, i'm assuming that they would hopefully they might bridge it i the only issue that i have with this movie that it feels like that because endgame and and spider-man felt like finales like the finale and epilogue yeah and now with black widow we're kind of going back now this is the movie in between civil war and it's now like if you're going back and do this massive view and you got to take this movie you got to plop it in here like i really wish we were just moving forward but i do i don't discredit that this movie she needs to have her own movie that she, yeah. I think she definitely needs to have her own movie, and a lot of people say she should have had it sooner. Yeah, so, I, feel, I feel like it's I feel like it's not in the right place. Agreed. Yeah, this is not a good time to put out this movie. This movie should have been out two years ago, three years ago. I I would even say that it should have came out before Endgame. Also, good point. Yeah, like if if Black if Black Widow was out, if Black Widow had the same time slot as um, Captain Marvel, I feel like that would have been a better spot for it. And then maybe now get Captain Marvel. Maybe you know. You know, I can, I can. I don't know. I don't know. Like you, it, it, it depends. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Captain Marvel. No, yeah, it was good. It was, it was all right. Was it me. a movie? It was not a movie, but it was, it was all right. Okay. Which is like two notches above from it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to understand the, the yeah, the that's the, Matt's scale of how my, he feels about movies. But you agree. I felt <laughs> like I was a little disappointed with Captain Marvel, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think Black Widow, this is her time to shine. She's definitely getting her due here. So 
hopefully it's a good one for based on the trailer, the one trailer that we have so far. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm just I just kind of weird the timeline is what we're getting, but what we're going to do. Um Fast Fast and Furious 9. All about that family. Don't need to, doesn't need to be made. Really? You're not a fan of any of the Fast? No, I, I mean, you know I like them. I just like it's all right, guys. We don't need to make any more. They're making 10. Yeah. What, are they going to go in space now? I hope so. <laughs> it's about flying space with family. <laughs> I, I'm A-OK if this if this franchise goes to space. I'm all about it. This, this, this franchise is nuts to begin with. And I should not be enjoying this as much as I am. But I am. It's like it's like this is like a definition of a good time at the movie theater because I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. It's like you just know, like you just know you're going for a crazy action movie. Yeah, like pretty just, much. It, this, it's gonna be off the wall crazy. It doesn't matter. I don't care what happens. All right, and and that's that's the mentality you have to go in there. If you're expecting something else, then you're you're walking into the wrong movie, buddy. Correct. Like, yeah, this this is what this is. I'm excited for it. Uh, as I mentioned, in the Heights is coming out June 26. Also, it's coming out the same day as Top Gun. That's kind of interesting. I mean, not that that not that they would be competing because they're totally different film genres. <laughs> right, right. But I'm actually excited for both of those films. I've actually, um, and I'm sure it's going to drive a lot of people crazy. I've never seen the original Top Gun. Oh well, then I guess I guess uh, everyone. I'm gonna. I have also never seen it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna have to. I, I, guess, I guess I guess we're gonna have to watch it before we go watch it. We have to give the box office view then. Yeah. Obviously, it deserves yeah. a watch if, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so many people have told me how great that film is. Yeah, I don't know why. Just I just never had any interest of watching it. Yeah, I mean, I now with I, always with these sequels, I was like, this is a reason to watch it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I've heard nothing but good things about it, um, but never hit my radar. And this movie looks all right. Not say that I'm excited for it because I haven't seen the first one. So, yeah. also going into a movie that people loved for years and then. Your viewing to be like, I saw it yesterday. Now I'm going to go see this new movie. It might not resonate as, you know. True, because you haven't waited as long as they have. Well, not not really waited, but like there's no emotion there. Like you, I mean, you could, you could have felt what other people felt 20 years ago or not. Yeah. We, you don't know. True. Um, so like I felt, I, I couldn't remember what movie franchise that, that happened with me recently, but I felt like that. There wasn't, I mean, I, I, I do remember Game of Thrones. I watched it in three months to in, 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 in for, in, for the last season to come out. I did, I watched seven seasons of Game of Thrones. Jeez. And what, there was eight seasons, right? Uh, or was there, or I don't was there, remember off the top of my head. Either there were six or seven seasons. Either way, I watched every season, but the last I was waiting and I watched the last season week to week. But like, those were many, many years of fans watching and waiting and speculating and the hype and emotions and i sat through that in three months right so when things don't go the way you want it to people are being vocal and being again all the negativity and in my head i'm like well that kind of makes sense i just watched this entire series in three months so <laughs> uh, you know i have i i do have emotions sure but like not like crazy crazy stuff yeah. like that so that i feel like with you know with movies that have been out for a while Maverick, um, my it, you watching Top Gun, the Maverick might not have the same feels um, as somebody who's watched it like when it came out and and rewatched it and rewatched it and like this is your favorite movie and then true yeah it's true. definitely a different mentality it's a good there point um, and in the Heights it's based based off the Broadway musical we talked about it briefly uh, last week mm-hmm. uh, I've seen the show I saw it in Tampa I saw it in New York um, it's uh, Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda's um, 
first show he produced on Broadway, and uh, I saw it in 2008. It's great. Um, I'm, I can't wait for the movie. This movie's finally, they've been talking about this movie being made for forever, and I'm just glad to see that it's finally being made. That's good. Um, what What are you expecting? Um, I have no expect. I'm I'm going in with no expectations. Fair enough. Because I I don't want to be disappointed. But it's directed by John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. So that's so, that's already knocked on his belt right yeah, there. And it, yeah, and 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 it's something that needs that heart and humor that we got from Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Uh, Soul, Pixar coming out with two originals this year. I feel like this one's going to be. Uh, the maybe the better out of the two. Jamie Foxx and Jamie, Jamie. Foxx is an amazing musician. Yeah, and and this movie is about a musician who lost his passion for music and it's transported out of his body, and must find his way back to help, to help an infant soul learning about herself. Tears. Yeah, I'm I'm already feeling the the feels on that one. I feel like this. I I know very little about it, but also. I feel like the 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 less we know, the more we're gonna get out of it. Yep. Yeah. I don't need to see any more trailers. We're good I already know I'm gonna go watch it. Uh, Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds, an uh, an avatar in a video game realizes that he's an avatar in a video game. Yeah. What happens next? Who knows? That looks like it's gonna be funny. Take <laughs> take with TT Ryan Reynolds. It's gonna be great. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Paul Rudd. Oh. I you know what I recently watched Ghostbusters one and two, I did not like them. Oh, you're I, wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are one of my all time favorite movies. Do you mind briefly trying to maybe? I'm not sure when the last time you you saw it, but like it's I, been a while. I, I I didn't I didn't get it. I don't well, know. What why. Don't you get the well? First of all, first of all, the movie opens up with Bill Murray, uh, uh, basically uh, trying to get with one of his students, and he's like trying to swindle her. Uh, into sleeping with her. That's how they start Ghostbusters. And like, this movie is not with the times today. It was not made in the times today, man. I understand that. But what I'm saying is like, when I, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I'm giving it a rewatch. I remember I didn't like it the first time I watched it. And then now I'm watching it in 2019 and that shit don't fly today. And I'm like, oh, well, wow. Okay. That's not how we're starting your, this is the, this movie I was talking about. It took me a little bit of a back. It's like, that did not, uh, go through the times very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. You just kind of I just look past those things. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like obviously not, not like, like I that. Past, like, yeah, so no, I get it. I, get I didn't really notice that. Uh, I didn't notice that the first time, but it's also been a long time since I've watched right. it. Right, and it's. I mean, the movie was made in the '80s, yeah. uh, but the the special effects in that movie were were that still holds up. Yeah. Um. And but then I just never understood meaning behind a lot of things, and I felt the story was clunky, and some scenes were fun, but like I never really liked Bill Murray in that movie in that role. I found him very obnoxious. The Do whole you like Bill Murray? Um. Yeah. No, he's fine. I like him in Groundhog's Day. Okay. I thought he was good there, um. Uh, but not not in that movie. And then he was redeemed a little bit in two, even though a lot of people say they don't like two. I like two. Uh, I I thought two was a little bit better than one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually agree. Yeah, I agree with you. The second one is better than the first one. Um, and then I also really enjoyed the the most recent Ghostbusters, uh, with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones. I thought it was funny. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, Paul Feig, who's uh, I'm a huge fan of. He did Heat, um, and uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot. No, no. Um. Am I, am I, hold on, I'm not trying to, 
Yeah, Paul Paul Feig. Yeah, I said that right. Um, he did uh, Bridesmaids. He did Spy. He did Heat. He did A Simple Favor. If you haven't seen A Simple Favor, do yourself a simple favor and go watch Simple <laughs> Favor. That movie was amazing. Okay. Blake Lively, uh, Anna Kendrick. That that was one of my top films of 2018. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I think he makes good movies. And Ghostbusters is not... I feel like that was a, a, a worthy standalone film in that franchise but this one right here ghostbusters afterlife excuse me that looks really good yeah it does like the very little that we saw from that trailer again don't need to see anymore nope. i'm already in the bag in. and i didn't care for the first two but like what they're doing here i'm for that so uh tenant we already know we've already, already we've already talked at length about how you know, we love Nolan's films. Correct. So that's going to be one to look out for. Uh, Jungle Book. I'm sorry. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Uh, the Rock and Emily Blunt. It looks interesting. Yes. I think that's... I don't know. I'm interested in that. I already know what it's... I mean, you pretty much... It's going to be like one of those adventure films. It's kind of... It's like Jumanji in the water. Right. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, uh, the King... Uh, no, I'm sorry. You, you are in, you're, you're excited for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yes. Oh my God. Part three is going to be great. I love IG. I've told you before. Part two is my favorite bogus right. journey. Um, you know, just Keanu Reeves. He's on a roll, man. He is on a roll. He's on a roll. He's like, oh, fuck. This is the time to make Bill and Ted three. Yeah. He's making, he's, you know, coming, he's doing great with John Wick. Uh, he's rebooting, not rebooting, but he's doing another Matrix, another Bill and Ted. Um, he was in Toy Story 4. He's on a roll right now. He's going to be in the new SpongeBob movie, which yeah. is weird, but he's, not on my list for this year. No, definitely not on my list. I have no interest <laughs> in watching that. But I think it's cool that that, that you know Keanu Reeves is coming back and doing one of his older movies. Uh, this is, obviously this is the age of reboots, so this is a perfect time to do that. Um, and I think this could have an interesting message and a fun way to present it. Um, the King's Man, uh, the prequel to The Kingsman and the Secret yeah. Service. Oh yeah, that looks good. Looks looks fantastic. I believe Matthew Vaughn is directing. Yeah, he is. Anything that that guy does is gold. He did uh, Kingsman and the sequel. He did X-Men First Class, which is arguably one of the best X-Men movies made. Yeah, I can opinion. agree with that. I can agree I with that. Really it's one of the better ones. Um, he also he did Kick-Ass, the first one, not the second one. Um, Kick-Ass was also great as yeah. well. Can't, can't argue with that. Um, and then you also have um, Halloween Kills, the sequel to the... Uh, oh, I liked the last one. I enjoyed right? it. Yeah, I, it was, I thought it was, it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good film, and I think them kind of re re uh, reamping that franchise, revitalizing, re giving it some life again. Right, exactly. Um, I think it'll be good. I'm 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 curious what they're gonna do with it, especially since like this is a sequel to just the first one, and then the the second one, I guess the the new two, not like the, all the ones in between. Um, it was good. So I, I feel like that if they can continue that trend, they can re do good to this franchise that maybe was lost at one point. And then we got Eternals. Yeah. I don't know much. I don't know too much about the Eternals, but it looks good. Yeah. I, I, I like the Eternals. Um, the Eternals is, um, they, what am I trying to say here? I feel like this is Marvel's true test for me because we haven't seen a brand new character franchise in a while maybe since black panther 
Yeah. Captain Marvel was a new character they introduced, Black Panther. Uh, but that's all part of that world. I feel like this is literally, I feel like this is like the new Guardians, in my opinion. Because the Guardians was really a movie that was outside of everything that at the time Marvel had done. And then now everything is still loosely connected with all the other movies that came out with like Doctor Strange and Black Panther. There were still little ties in with the other uh the other movies in the franchise and i feel like with this new phase starting out black widow obviously has a huge tie-in with the other characters the eternals i feel like is going to be otherworldly mm. um and i'm interested to see what they can do in expanding their universe and i have a i subscribe to the marvel unlimited uh comic oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i think i'm gonna go back and i'll go look up some eternals comics before i go check it out just to kind of see what it, it looks like i kind of want to go see what it's all about not mm-hmm. a bad idea yeah and uh, for me, last but not least, to round out uh, the 2020 that I'm excited for is Godzilla versus Kong that comes out in November 20th. Oh yes, that looks great. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we I know nothing about it. I feel like I feel like one of the cases. I, it's gonna be hard for me not to want to watch it, but also I think I don't want to see a trailer for that. You just want to go in blind. I want to go in blind because just the idea of Godzilla versus King Kong, I'm already in the bag for it, right? Yeah. I don't really need to see anything else. I don't need to see anything. Imagine just being completely surprised of what put on the screen in the theater. But it's going to be hard because it's hard to avoid clips, images, trailers. Yeah, we're going to end up seeing something. You something, already yeah. Um, so I kind of forgot about it, but IMD so gladly reminded me. Ali talked about the movie Dune. By yes. Den, uh, Denis Den Villeneuve, mm-hmm. um, who also did Arrival. That movie's coming out December eighteenth. Yeah, um, uh, Zendaya is going to be it. Hmm. So it's based off the science fiction novel. That, like, I don't know much about it, but I love that director, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, and I'm surprised you you didn't mention um, Uncharted. The Uncharted it, film is supposed to come out this. Oh, look, I, I'm already... I know you're a huge Uncharted fan. Of I am, but series. like the movie has been in the works for years, and I, I don't see it coming out next year. You think it's going to get pushed back again? It's going to get... Like, they just lost a director again. The only thing that's solid is that... Tom Sony, Holland and Mark Wahlberg are attached to it. Uh, is Mark Wahlberg still attached to it? As of... I mean, as it is. I, if this list is updated, then yeah. Okay. I, I Then, I'm again, that doesn't excite me, unfortunately. <laughs> I... I I I'll, I just see a recipe of disaster waiting to happen. If Tom Holland is still playing Nathan Drake, then he's playing a younger version, and I don't I don't care for that. Yeah, it's a pre. It says it's a, it's based off. It's a prequel. Yeah, we got that in Uncharted Three, the video game. We saw his origin story. <laughs> I don't need to see that on the big screen. I like Tom Holland and I like Mark Wahlberg, but I don't need to see them both in that movie. Like honestly, a person that I think would be a great if you were have an adult. Nathan Drake and I'm, I'll be down for is uh, Poe Dameron. I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, I know. I know who you're talking. I don't know the actor's yeah. name, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, if he, he you go watch Rise of Skywalker, he's already dressed as Nathan, Nathan Drake. Oh, okay. He he's funny. He can do action. I think he's a great person to be Nathan Drake, but they're that's not what their approach is. Tom yeah. Holland's great in in what he does. 
I just I can't see him as 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 Nathan Drake. I, like I don't see him as this wisecracking, this guy who can uh, get into trouble. I just don't see it. He's he plays a good Peter Parker, and that's kind of where I'm leaving it there. So, um, I, I part of me feels like I wish this mo- that movie does not get made, unless they <laughs> unless they change a whole bunch of stuff to it. Like it, what I'm hearing doesn't. The only thing that actually intrigued me, which they just lost, was they brought in the director from Bumblebee. He was attached to direct Uncharted, and so I'm like, okay, I really like Bumblebee. I if 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 he has a vision to maybe do something with Uncharted, then I'll be down for it. But he just left, so. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not happening. But anyway, that is our look into 2020. Um, I'm looking forward. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of good movies this year. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about this. Definitely year. Definitely a lot to talk about. But I, I do want to say that in 2019, though. I feel like there were more movies I was looking forward to. Obviously, like with Endgame and Rise of Skywalker, like like big franchises, big franchises, and obviously they were coming to an end. But like I feel like with with 2020, I, I'm not looking forward to as much um, as I was last year. But I wanna, I'm hoping that there could be some surprise hits that we didn't even mention. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm look, that's what I, I wanted. I'm hopefully to be pleasantly surprised by something I had no idea that was going to surprise me. Right. Yeah. And like even like I feel like a good example would be Marriage Story. Yeah. We weren't looking forward to it. I had no idea about it. Until it, until it came out. Yeah, same. And then it came out and now it's one of our favorite movies of the year. Yep. And so like I feel like 2020 might present us with another hidden gem that we don't know yet. Yeah. But... Who knows? The future is bright here in 2020. And exactly. here at Box Office Benches, we're going to watch all of it. Yeah. But if you want to know what we're watching, go look at our Instagram. We're going to tell you everything we're watching and what's to come in, in the future episodes of Box Office Bingers. You can look at us on Instagram at box office underscore bingers. You catch all the information there. And trust me, it's worth going over there because we give out good information. Yeah. It's it's worthy of a tra- look. got the trailers up there. You know, we'll have, we have the Golden Globe winners. If you ever want to go back and see who won, you mm-hmm. can go right onto the Instagram stories. We have them saved out in the front. We'll be doing the same thing for the Oscars. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's definitely worth looking into. But anyway, that's going to wrap up here at Box Office Bingers. I've been your host, Matt Diaz. I'm Ernesto Santos. We'll see you next time. See you.